Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekram. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Middleton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go.
welcome back to another episode of In That Number. Proud to be part of the Sports Social Network. This is episode 173, a new era at Southampton. And today we have a special show for you. Joining us, we have local legend, stand-up comedian, radio DJ, TV presenter, former Saints Match Day host and super fan Tom Deacon. Uh, we also have the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton, who's just Kevin. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Um, we'll be going through all the thoughts of Ralph sacking uh, the Nathan Jones appointment, match reaction to both Sheffield Wednesday and Liverpool, and of course the World Cup. Uh, but before we bring in Tom, let's get just Kevin in, shall we? Uh, Kevin, how are you? How's the mood? Um, all right, yeah. I've been uh, kind of uh, a bit distracted from the football this week. I've been busy working on a new project. New project? What, you put your CV into the football club, did you? No, no, no. I'm, I'm building a website where vegetarians can upload uh, videos of their favourite homemade recipes. Oh, yeah. I call it Corn Hub. Oh, <laughs> uh, why did I walk into uh, that one? Anyway, uh, how are you How are you in general about Nathan James, Kevin? Underwhelmed? Delighted? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm still... I wasn't really fully Ralph out, you know, when this all happened. So I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, a cynic, I suppose, when it when it comes to Nathan Jones. I think uh, it's, you know, it's not the most glamorous choice, is it? Um, after we've had, um, you know, Ralph and other big names who have had European experience going to a, a manager who's been successful in the championship. It's a bit, a bit risky. Um, if you were really cynical, you'd say that it doesn't show ambition. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment. And, good. Uh, see where it leads us. That's good. That's good. And now, at uh, the start of the show, Tom Deacon. Tom, welcome to In That Number. And uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, it's uh, it's an absolute pleasure. I feel I feel pressure now. Uh, what what a CV! Uh, I'd almost let out a little tear as you said. Used to be uh, match day host of Southampton. I I, I blimmin' missed that. But uh, it's it's great to be on the show. And um, I sort of listening to Kev there taking on his sentiments about uh, about Ralph and and what Nathan James uh, Jones will do. And and yeah, but great to be in this number for once. Hey, I like it. But yeah, before we get into all that uh, Saints chat i guess that's what we're here for but um firstly how are you doing and i know you're you're clearly a busy man you said that you were in bristol uh, last night i don't know if you're still there uh, no, no, no. I've got out of Bristol safely. Uh, uh, but yes, no, just just gigging. And um, when I'm not something you didn't put in the CV, which I don't even know why I'm bringing up, uh, is that I, I host the F1 eSports. So yes, the, I did know that. Yeah, I said TV yeah. host. I mean, oh, you, to be fair, you did actually. I, I apologize very early <laughs> on in a show when you're apologizing to one another very quickly. Um, <laughs> but but um, yes, yeah, so, so I host that. So that's that's coming up. That's that's taking up my time at the moment and in a good way. And uh, yeah, and, and in gigging wherever I decide I would like to drive to, because that's the, that's the thing with comedy. <laughs> How far am I willing to drive to go and perform for 20, 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes? And then drive home again. And some places are just too far, guys. You know what I mean? Like two hours, well, I'm happy how, with that. How far is too far? I mean, where do you draw the line at, at north and south? I mean, some people say that if you go above Oxford, that's it. You're in the north. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's not even the north. Watford Junction, pretty much, isn't it? It's, mm. if any, I mean, I said to a group of Geordie lads at my gig last week, I said, oh, I've, I've been, I was up north the other day. I was in Birmingham. And their reaction 
<laughs> they just got so angry about that, and I was like, I am, I am joking, lads, calm down. Um, but uh, yeah, at Birmingham, probably draw the line at Birmingham. I, I mean, what about the Premier League fixture that we have driving up to Newcastle from Southampton? That's still the furthest journey you can do. So um, that would be an obscene journey. I'd probably take the train for that one. Yeah, I probably wouldn't even bother doing it, to be honest, because Saint Park <laughs> isn't exactly a happy hunting ground for us Saints fans, is it? So. No, but you know what I do like about St. James is the fact it's right in the city centre and you can have a few drinks uh, if, if you're up. You, you're that, that way inclined uh, and then get the train back I, I did it with my mate a couple of years ago when Danny Ying scored we lost 2-1 so yes and it's a nosebleed seat right up there in the gods they like uh, to keep the fans away don't they the yeah not a fan of that but but the stadium's great and, and Newcastle are doing well and wouldn't we all like to be a Newcastle fan right now yeah I guess so yeah it's certainly in their <laughs> position yeah, they, yeah are, they, that, are, that, they are going to be very soon the most hated team in, in the land I, I, I sense yeah yeah they are really really excited uh, to be having this chat with you um, and it couldn't have come at a better time really because you know active week for the club we had two games and you know the manager everything that's going on with the manager sacking and the manager coming in and so a good place to start would be would be ralph and, and how did you feel about the whole situation and it, was it was it the right time to to let him go um i think as, as kev said only time will tell on that um but yeah this this for me personally i liked ralph i'd interviewed ralph a couple of times he's got that aura about him you feel comfortable in his presence you kind of you feel like whatever he says you go oh well if ralph says that we'll, we'll go with that however the results weren't translating on the pitch and and I even I'm a very positive person. I was even beginning to build to that. Come on, we've got to do something. I mean, all the backroom staff have changed, all the coaches. We don't have a striker. That's the last thing as Ralph leaves. You're like, well, we didn't get the striker he wanted. Um, but, you know, the owners spent more than they've ever done in the last couple of years since I think the Mark Hughes era, which I mm-hmm. don't really like to talk about other than the Swansea result. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel for Ralph. But at the same time, I, I, I like what Nathan Jones has brought already, a bit of positivity. And and I think this is the best time because now he gets a pre-season almost with the players while the World Cup's going on. And he can really start to embed that positive attitude he wants on the pitch and yeah I I was really interested to see how the players responded against Sheffield Wednesday and I went to that match and I went oh no nothing's really changed (laughs) in the first half and as soon as they took Salisu off um, and it's not Salisu that's the issue but you're like Pero is just fantastic. I think he's been brilliant this year yep. as a left back. He's not only scoring almost yeah, well, more than Adam Armstrong. He, he, he just had that attacking flair as a left back. I wasn't sure about the Gineppo right back situation. Um, but in the second half, we just looked far more dominant and came down to the fact that we, we really struggle in front of goal uh, unless it's a penalty. So, so I was a bit <laughs> like, oh, well, it isn't Ralph necessarily. It's just the players are lacking a bit of confidence and a bit of attacking flair. So I'm, I, I liked uh, Ralph. I, I agree. It's probably a time for a change. And I'm hoping, you know, as all Saints fans are, that this is the right move at the right time. And, and obviously making sure we got that Premier League survival. Absolutely. Do you think he's the, the right appointment? If you were choosing a manager, would you have gone with, with someone like Nathan Jones? Um, I think, Kev, th- th- this is about, what the club and you know sports the, the owners are are going for 
um, in as much as I don't think, say Thomas Tuchel was was thrown about, I, I don't think he would have fit into. <laughs> well, he, he was like, well, he's he hasn't got a job. <laughs> he's still he likes got a person. Yeah, like <laughs> he's not got a great record at St Mary's. He'll be perfect. Um, so. <laughs> But like, really, realistically, is he someone who's going to change the fortunes of the club without having to spend more? And then you've got our owners wanting to put eighty million pound debt in the club so that they can spend more money, and, and like most clubs do these days. So I don't think he would have been the right manager to come in. Nor is Sean Dyche coming in. I don't think he's the right guy. So I think actually Nathan. It, it realistically is that guy who I feel is a motivator. And after the Liverpool game, things weren't working in that first half. He changed it for the second half. And that's one of the criticisms that Ralph came under was not changing up things when he needed to. So I, I think Nathan is not an exciting appointment, but he actually could be the right guy in terms of galvanising the team and making them play with a bit more confidence, but doesn't have any Premier League Premier League experience. Neither did Ralph when we signed him. So, you know, I I can make arguments for and against Nathan Jones, but what I've seen of him so far, you're like, well, good luck, and I I hope it works out. Yeah, I think it's a big risk. Um, no, no, I don't think it is a big risk. I believe in the bigger model of, of Southampton at the moment, which is we've got these young players and uh, that we've signed at the start of the year, who are essentially, if they do well, are going to be sold on. That's the bottom line. I I don't necessarily like that, but that's the model that we have as a club. And we need someone who's going to get the best out of them. And if he is a a really, really good coach, I've heard many reports of Ralph being quite, is the arrogant the right word to use? Well, I've said it now on a podcast. So they go. Is he the? Did he inspire those players enough at times? And maybe Nathan will do a better job. Um, it's really hard to say, isn't it? Because I, I wanted someone who you just go, oh well, he's going to keep us in the Premier League. And That's it, yeah. but he would be a Mark Hughes. I don't think Mark Hughes <laughs> for the job, but he got he's got a survival. It, it's a bolt. It's a, I love the bravery of the decision, mm. but as the person who supports and loves this club. I do not want to see us get relegated. But then I liked Nathan's response when a press reporter asked him, are you thinking about the championship, about bounce back? He went, let's not talk about the championship. That's not where we are. We're in the Premier League. And that first and foremost is is to get survival. So, yeah, I'm, I'm conflicted. But I, I think, hey, he hopefully is going to be the right guy for the for the club. I think the problem with most fans is, is, is that we're not showing uh, enough ambition. I mean, you got Villa have just got Emery. Wolves have got Lopetegui and... And we've gone for, for Nathan Jones, someone that could be good in, in the long term, but not in the short term. And I think a lot of Saints fans are harking on about you can you can look back at the transfer window as well and see some of the players that we brought. Yes, they're going to be fine down the road, but are they going to be enough to keep us up this season? Mm. Uh, and we put we put a question out on Twitter, actually, whether it's a, a good time to replace Ralph. Uh, was it too late? 72 percent said no. So so that that's promising. I suppose, you know, it's the right time to do that. Um, mm. And like you said, he's got like it. It's like almost like a pre-season that he's yeah, got there yeah. now. He can he can use this break. And let's face it, not a lot of our players are going to the World Cup, so you know he can stay in in constant contact with them if he um, needs to. I imagine mm. that there's going to be a lot of clubs in a similar situation, so we'll probably have some behind closed doors friendlies to um, test the squad out. Yeah. 
And there was talk about them going to Miami as well for some pre-season. Oh, pre-season. There we go. Jolly. Yeah. <laughs> for some training. <laughs> but but, but it's, it's the best, it, you know, this World Cup could be Southampton saviour uh, that we all as football fans are like, wow, putting it at the wrong time of the year. This is ridiculous. They shouldn't have the World Cup, etc., etc. Uh, that's a typical Southampton fan, as we know. We, we love mm. to moan about stuff. But actually, it could work out for us because Nathan gets to come in implement his ideas on how we can improve scoring in front of goal which is a massive issue um then then he's got that time to build that trust with the players and not being smashed by liverpool (laughs) you know is his first game in charge but you you know us southampton fans we love to moan we get that bounce back (laughs) with ralph against bournemouth get the win uh, get the draw uh, here um and, and and you're like okay as soon as that loss came against crystal palace one nil everyone was like that's it ralph out no i've had enough and you're like we're never happy with such fickle fans no i i I agree with you in that sense because i mean even when nathan jones come in it was um that they weren't focusing on the fact that he'd done so well with uh with with luton and you know he was overachieving but yeah that was it all they go back to is that brief spell at stoke and they will not you know that that, that's that's what they're judging him on that's it yeah The, the stoke performance and, and and at the end of the day, like any manager, you want a manager coming to your club not to come and make mistakes, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But he made mistakes at Stoke, said I've made mistakes and I've learned from it. Like, you know, at times we said about Ralph, he's not learning from his mistakes and doing the same thing, hoping a different outcome will will, will eventually appear. You know, so, so yeah, it, it didn't go well at Stoke, but we're already hating on the guy that hasn't even taken charge of, of the club. <laughs> and, and and this is of all fans. Like, when Ralph was in charge, what do you really want from us as a football club? I know we're not getting the results, but what, what do you really want? It's, it's all well and good saying he's rubbish, he needs to leave. But actually, what 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 do you want from this team? We didn't get that striker. Adam Armstrong isn't going to score a lot. Neither's Shea Adams. So what is it that you want? And when we're, in, we're always conflicted. And that's the thing I find most frustrating because I just sit back and go, can we not just get behind? <laughs> Never we not just? No, I know. And, that, and that's that's the thing. So uh, <laughs> people listening to this now will be like, no, I really like Nathan. And other people are like, no, he's awful. <laughs> then yeah. come St Mary's on the match day. It's just, I want it to be that fortress. I want it to be a, an atmosphere that we just believe in uh, the manager. And we've had that with Ralph sometimes. Um, and and I want I want that back. And I want that for Nathan. Because I want to go to St Mary's and watch the match and not be on tenterhooks about <laughs> who's going to be around me going, oh, I knew this would happen. I mean... <laughs> Diallo's awful. I mean, look, yeah, he gave the ball away a lot at Sheffield Wednesday, but what, what, what do you want? Lavia's not fit yet. You know, yeah. what do you want? Um, I hey, suppose this... we have, we have, we have Twitter to blame, don't we? It's, it, it's, it can be a minefield out there. I don't quite know what Elon Musk has got his hands on, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's Saint Saint's Twitter. It can be quite damning at times, and also funny. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> like, absolutely hilarious. But but look, I, I I don't know much about Nathan Jones. I've never been in a dressing room with Nathan Jones. I haven't interviewed him. Uh, I I just want him to 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 get those results, and I'll give him that opportunity to do so. Uh, and hopefully, I mean, you never know. Maybe in January, the club might actually get that striker that that 
is glaringly obvious that we need because Shea Adams runs about and we love his work ethic. Adam Arms, he just doesn't have that confidence in front of goal or, or kicking the ball anywhere near there. But yet he runs around and does another job. He's kind of like the replacement of Shane Long <laughs> at yeah. times. But, but I, I believe in this team and I don't think we're we're relegation fodder. We're playing like it, but I don't I think there is potential to turn this around. OK, well, that, that leads me on to my, my next question. And what, what I was going to ask was, uh, do you, you know, we do have to be patient with him. And he, he's under pressure, like right from the off, because of the, the position that we're in, you know, 19th now, I believe, because um, Nottingham Forest won, didn't they? Um, do, you know, have we do, has he got the right has he got the right amount of time to be able to turn this around? Because, yes, he, he, yeah, he does. That's good. <laughs> yeah, he, of course he does. This break is going to be our saviour, uh, as I said before. And I think he has got that time to 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 really give those players who need a boost, like taking uh, Diallo under his wing and going, listen. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. And you're going to go back on the bench now, but you're, you are. <laughs> uh, you're going to come in. Xavier might get injured again. Everyone's praying he doesn't because he is just fantastic this year. And, and everyone's game will be raised. Even Adam Armstrong, I think he'll he'll get something out of him because um, because he's got to is, is my first yeah. thought. But also, I think he can. And th- th- no one's happy. There's, there's, every 11 that, are, that get put out, even, every fan can't put the hand on the heart and say, we love every player that's in that starting lineup. So there'll be one player that just gets under your skin that you think, oh, I don't think they're putting in the performance or they're good enough. But I think from looking at his record at Luton, he, he will galvanise the team and make them play at the, their top level. Um, and like you say, is there time? I, th- I think there definitely is. And as, as a team and supporters, we, we do have to get behind him because he is the manager now. So let, let's get behind him. Absolutely. And also on the plus side, it's so tight down there. You know, one win could take you up three or four places. So, you know, one one slip up from Everton, from Forest, and, you know, we've got Brighton coming up as well. You know, a win there, the results go your way. You're right in it again. And it's there's no panic. Yeah, no panic. I, I think it's fascinating to look at Brighton. Um, they lose Graham Potter and yet still winning. <laughs> you know, yeah. and you're like, and, oh, Chelsea, okay. and Chelsea aren't. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, well, is it the players? Is it the management? Is it this? I think with with Southampton, I look around and at the start of the year, I said Nottingham Forest will, will, will be going down. Wolves haven't looked that great. Leicester didn't start well, but now have found a bit of form. I'm just waiting for that purple patch again uh, for us. And I honestly believe with the squad that we are good enough to stay up. I don't think we're in any way arrogant to say, oh, we should definitely be staying up with that squad. But if they start playing, you know, we beat Chelsea earlier in the season. and Everyone went, well, this is it. This is what we expected. Um, so I think we're the team that can get some surprise results. And at the game against Crystal Palace, I'm annoyed about that because in the second half, we had chances mm-hmm. to win that game. Um, I still hope and know that, Southampton uh, as a team need to have that full 90 minute performance we've had second half good performances if, he, if, if Nathan can just get us to play for a full 90 I think we'll be all right I'm speaking, speaking of that January window um yeah I'll be finally going to get the striker we need mm. um, and where from and who's going to let a striker go who's scoring goals um yeah we might have to pay uh top top dollar uh, for uh, for a striker. Are they going to uh, give him the money to spend? I don't yes, know. We should, we should have really done it in in August, you know, when we had the chance. They got Marakev. <laughs> oh yeah, he's been fantastic. 
Yes, yeah, Seiko Mara, manhandled by Sheffield Wednesday, very physical. They came along to ruffle some feathers, definitely, in that, that cup game. Um, but, yeah, I, could, I, I look at it and I think if Nathan doesn't get a striker, someone who's going to provide all those goals, because you've essentially got Mara who hasn't scored, uh, uh, you know, in... in he scored four goals for the B team, the reserves, fine. Um, (laughs) And that miss against, well, anyway, against Wednesday, let's not hark on about it. Um, I don't feel very confident if he wasn't able to get a striker that we're going to be able to score enough goals um, because we relied on James Ward-Prowse last year and he hasn't been at that same level this year. Um, So I would worry if we can't find someone who's going to, going to get those goals. Um, and because of that, every every team that we approach, kind of like, hello, have you got a striker that we could have? Um, <laughs> they're going to be like, yes, we do, but that will be forty million, and we'll be like, okay, that's that's fine. Um, we have to we have to put our money into into the into the cause, otherwise there is a relegation strong possibility because we're just not scoring enough goals. So, yeah, maybe we'd have to look in the championship, and then everyone will be doubting it'll be another oh, Adam Armstrong. Adam Armstrong, yeah. yeah. So how how do you how do you buy a Premier League proven goal scorer? Um, at, I, I don't know, <laughs> and that's that. And I'm lucky in some respect that it's not my job to to sort that out. Danny Ings on loan. Oh, would you take him? Would you take him back? No. Um, no, I wouldn't. I, I think he's not exactly he's not exactly doing it at Villa, is he? That that is that's, that's, that's probably another reason that um, he might be likely to leave. Why not? No, I, I don't. I think. <laughs> I think we need to move on from Danny Ings. Fair enough. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> um, right, uh, ITN News. Um, yeah, well, um, yeah, the England squad was announced the other day, and uh, Ward Browse didn't get in. Um, was, that, was that a shock? Do you think it's the right decision? It's not a shock. Um, it, as much as I'd love to see Prousey get that deserved call-up, because um, he's missed out on other the Euros and, and, and what have you, just before selection and I just don't think the form is there and he's deserving of a place as much as I love him I feel like if it was last year he'd have been he'd have been you know been a a dead cert with his ability with set pieces I just feel like he played so many games last year uh, and put so much effort in Uh, I think he just looks a bit burnt out at times um, this year so so no I'm not surprised uh, even though when Madison went down clutching his knee I thought hello here's a chance JWP <laughs> he's going um so no not not surprised I mean what, what about you guys well I mean I, I guess I, I I'm with you his form really doesn't deserve it so I know I wasn't shocked but then you know I look at the players that he has taken you see Calvin Phillips who's who's been dogged with injuries all season um and then you see Connor Gallagher has he has he really been doing that much for Chelsea I don't think he has um, and then, like you mentioned, there's a bonus of him being able to take a penalty, uh, a free kick, a corner. All those things are an upgrade on both of them. Plus, he has been known to play it right back if needed. Uh, and you say that, and we since uh, I've got Maitland-Niles, um, and then they played Lianco over him. Um, yes. I, I think, <laughs> who I absolutely adore, he is my favourite player by far. <laughs> yeah. He it, like I know you haven't asked that question. Who's my favourite player in that team? But I just love Lianco. I love yeah, the fact it mm. isn't. He's just like he embodies what we love as as what well, I, I love as a Saints fan. You know, even at the Wednesday game, the cup because that's my most recent game of watching it there because I wasn't at Anfield. It's it's just it just he's just got that smile on his face like the ball boy hands over a towel yeah. to him. 
for the throw-ins and he gives a cheeky smile he just he loved he he, he released the third kit <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, was brilliant so excited i yeah. just love him um yeah. he, anyway um great stuff. and against arsenal when i was watching there i was just like he just flicked the ball up and just booted it and you're like you are so sunday league but also <laughs> i would not mess with you in any way no. um <laughs> oh, actually where, where i sit at st mary's i sit right in front of the the where they warm up um during the game and whenever they come over you know all the players get they all get a clap and you get the little kids at the front row they're all shouting for the players and Lianco's always the one who gives a little cheeky smile and a thumbs up. He always does it. So yeah, yeah he's just got time. He's got time for the fans. I've got a lot of time for him. He, he's he, he's definitely a hit. Definitely, and he should be in England squad. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Released in all of the things that we we shouldn't be telling the like Iran or USA uh, about our tactics. He'll just release them with a cheeky smile. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with with, with Prousey, you, you're you're spot on. Calvin Phillips doesn't deserve to be there in terms of his fitness, but I think the way that Gareth likes to play is it would be Phillips and Declan Rice in that middle, and therefore I don't even know where you would put Prousey. Um, just bring him on for a penalty. Just bring him. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have penalties at some point, or bring him on for a free yeah. kick. Just... Yeah, uh, but then I also think that maybe I think that it, it, I'm not saying that the England squad is clicky in some way, but you know Rashford's in there do I think Rashford should be there I mean Callum Wilson's the, the, the one that I can't understand um Tony should be going ahead definitely, of him definitely definitely Tony should be going yeah I feel and, him. and you're a bit like well d- d- Gareth has I think there's that, that connection the the atmosphere the vibe of a squad and I hate to say it but you know like perhaps he just doesn't fit in with that uh because ob- it's obvious otherwise if, if he was such part of the number with the United players and the Chelsea players and he would be there but he's not um and I don't see where he would fit in that lineup other than to come on and take a penalty but I'm gutted for him like genuinely is the yeah. same I feel like if he was showing that form from last year he'd be in that situation where everyone's going you they wouldn't be considering Madison they'd be like Prousey should be going what are you on about and I think Madison's going because the media have got behind him and he has played well so he deserves to be going on that mm-hmm. But yeah, Kev, I mean, again, Twitter was, was up in arms about uh, Prowse not making the squad. And I don't know. I was just holding my hands up saying, right, what, 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 what were you expecting? Like, yeah, oh, I, I, I resigned myself to him not going a long time before. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's a positive that he's going to be there with the squad over the winter break. Form uh, isn't being on the form that uh, it was last season. And, yeah, even last season, he sort of barely made the squad. So, yes, yeah, it's not, it's not a surprise at all. No. But he's, he's picked up this week. Um, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not. What, that Lavia's back? No, I don't think it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually Lavia missed missed uh, the squad for Belgium. That's no real surprise either, considering the wealth of talent that they've got at their disposal. And But, you know, his, his time's going to come. Uh, Chaleta Saar missed out for Croatia. But uh, Bela Kocap makes the, makes the Germany squad, which was amazing. Um, I never expect... I mean, I did a piece for the BBC about uh, whether he was going to going to be in that uh, Germany World Cup squad and then he went and dislocated his shoulder and I thought well that's just kind of answered my own question but the fact that he's in there now is, is fantastic for a team like Germany for a young lad like him making his way at Southampton is exceptional um, and I don't know about Garner I don't know if they've even released their squad yet but I do expect Salisi to be included in that in that one uh, and and with um with uh, the, the source as I like to refer to him better catch up um, he uh, <laughs> 
I think it was the preseason against Watford. I paid. I think it was a fiver. To yeah, I did too. I, I did. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, just, I was watching that, and I thought Lavia looks good. But just ABK was just fantastic. He's just powerful, but loves to break forward. And I was thinking to myself then, I was like, this guy looks really good. In, in the same way that I thought Aribo looked quality as well, and he sort of gone a bit quiet but mm. at, at, at times but you know that that potential is there uh, abk deserves to be going somewhere with, with, with germany but I, like you i thought maybe it's too soon for him because he's only made one one appearance against england as a sub so yeah we, we'll miss out on him being there but every other squad member should be there ready to, to sign on for nathan's boot camp yeah Absolutely. I just hope that the German manager, was it Hansi Flick, wasn't watching the game at uh, Liverpool yesterday because I don't think ABK had the best of times with uh, with Mo Salah. But I mean, who does? I mean, who does? Yeah. A little bit of news as well. Musa Gineppo became a father for the first time. So congratulations to Musa. Uh, and Che Adams also on Tuesday. I didn't realise that until this morning. So I had to add that in. But yeah, congratulations to them guys. Kevin. Oh, baby Jane. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we call Samuel Adozi Baby Che because he just looks exactly like him. <laughs> so uh, that's two Baby Che's, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, the Carabao Cup draw was made uh, shortly after um, that humdinger against Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, <laughs> we get a brilliant tie for Lincoln City at home. Uh, we face the Imps on the 19th of December. Yeah, um, yeah I think it couldn't. It's probably the best team we could have drawn. They're 13th in the Football League One. Uh, I don't like their badge. It creeps yes, me out. Yes, it's awful, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, what is that all about? I know, I'm not it's, a fan of that at I all. I know they're going the retro, but Jesus Christ, yeah. It's... <laughs> is, it, is it retro? It's just intimidating. Maybe they, they need the badge. For a while, they were playing so badly, they were just like, if we have a scary badge, uh, that'll <laughs> put off uh, opposition. Um, another team in red and white. So um, hopefully they've got an away kit that they can pop on um, and on, <laughs> on for the St Mary's. Um, the imp sounds like a medical condition. Um, and I I feel like, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great tie uh, for Southampton. You, Not a banana you, skin. No, I, I don't look at them. I thought Sheffield Wednesday would be a banana skin banana skin for us very physical doing well in the league um and uh i thought they they gave us a lot of issues in the first half um and just muscled you talked about baby shay um he just got absolutely manhandled uh down the left flank and i was like is, is he gonna last the full 90 i was and immediately i was like no he's been he's been hacked to pieces here <laughs> But but I don't I don't see that as being a banana skin. And I think Nathan will get the team just like we are going to batter this team like we kind of did against Newport uh, last season in the mm. cup and just go out. It, and basically there'll be like I do when I'm playing cricket, there'll be a jug punishment uh, for where you have to get a jug of beer in um, if you don't score two goals, at least for the strikers. <laughs> um, and and I, I want to see that. And it should be also done on the pitch. I know it's not great because we're sending the wrong message that you have to see off a whole jug of beer uh, for kids. But, but if Mara doesn't score. Yes, and even with their um, uh, Muslim players got caught up in all the beer uh, going left, right and centre. Yeah, that, that should be it. It should be a, a fun punishment for any striker that doesn't score two goals against them. That's how I want Nathan getting that team lined up to play, because that will be his first real chance to, to manage the team with a full amount of training time um, with, with the players. But yeah, I don't see it as a banana skin at all. Perfect. So that's um, Saints in the quarterfinals of the League Cup. Thank you. Deacon. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, 
Thierry Small, he's uh, returned from his loan spell at Port Vale, and um, he'll link up with the B team um, and won't be available for selection until the 1st of January. Um, that was a bit of a shocker. But mm. he's, he's been dogged with injuries all season, and he's been in and out of that Port Vale team. And I don't think they've played him as much as they said they would. So, yeah, put him in the B team. I'm sure they could use him. Yeah, and, and not only that, because he was a left-back, well, he is, on yeah. his, uh, his FIFA rating, uh, and that's how I look at the world, um, through FIFA. Um, <laughs> but um, he, he actually was playing as a, as a winger for them, and I think he scored a couple of goals based on the fact he was playing uh, in a more attacking role. Um, we saw his skill that he's got. It just I feel like he needs a bit of um, an opportunity. It's kind of like when... Mark Hughes as a manager. I keep harking on about that. Uh, We're in a better position now. It's it's fine. <laughs> no, no, that that is very true. I remember doing the the team photo shoot day where fans were allowed to come and meet the players, and it was it was a horror show. It was my first bit of working for Southampton Football Club. Mark Hughes didn't even bother turning up for it, <laughs> right? So I was immediately like, I don't particularly like that man. He, um, didn't, he didn't bother turning up for match days either. <laughs> that is very very true. And I remember I'm wearing the Saints sort of uh uniform for staff and um it was a it was a I, 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 you did tell me i was able to to curse on this show of course, uh, yeah. but it was a shit show right <laughs> so they had <laughs> everyone outside and you had to queue up in three sections and you had to choose which players you wanted to get something signed from and you had to join that queue and then some players weren't even there and uh the boss at the time was like just if you could just just get on the mic and tell people that in an hour's time we are shutting the doors <laughs> and it just got worse and worse because there's like just 10 minutes to go until we shut the doors oh dear. and there were still people outside just shouting at me and uh and uh one guy <laughs> called me um he called me a, a see you next tuesday to my face he went you are and and, uh, <laughs> and I've, i sort of backed down a bit because i was like well i would like to continue working for the club i do love the club but at the same time i don't like being called yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to have words with him i was like what what do you think i'm doing and that's how you feel sometimes uh there you're like what, what can i do mate they've said they're shutting the doors the players inside were like well we'll stay a little bit longer but you would never get everyone through with their kids to get something it was a it was a it just, was a shock it was awful throwing you to the lions isn't it mate, my there you, first, go, mate. you deal with it yeah. then i should i should have, i should have read the warning signs then that i was then gonna have to be in the tunnel and deal with fans not happy about the results on the pitch it's far easier when you're a fan and you can say what you want <laughs> to when you're actually there but uh what i was going to say about that was the fact that elanusi didn't have much of a chance and then got shipped off and i feel like that could be the equivalent. I'm making that very tenuous link there. That Thierry, for whatever reason, Ralph was like, go and get some game time elsewhere. I don't see you in my plans. Maybe he might, you never know, could become, after January, uh, an integral t- part of the team. That could be quite good to see um, because we, we signed him from Everton. Um, give the lad a chance. Yeah, Jake Vokens as well. I mean, I saw him at the B team, in the B team uh, at, at the Totten Stadium, at Snow Stadium, and I thought, I thought Jake Vokens looked fantastic in one of them games. And then, Ralph sent them to Woking. <laughs> yeah, and now they're doing very well. So yeah. uh, you do the math because I went and watched them last year, and I thought this is the worst decision I've ever made um, <laughs> to go and watch Woking play. But they're, uh, but yeah, you've kind of got. I think Nathan will look at assess, reassess all of the squad, and be like, I like a bit of you, not so keen on that, but and and just give everyone a second chance, and that's never a bad thing. But regardless of whatever manager came in. That 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 could happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Thierry Small coming back, good, 
well done. Good. And he, and he got um, he got face to face with uh, Will Smallbone when uh, Luton played Stoke on Tuesday night as well. So it would have been good for him to see to see him play. Yeah, I mean, um, Will, Will, Will was looking good pre-season, and then there just wasn't enough room in the team. And uh, we can all question whether Romeo should have been let go at that point of the season. It's just, it's just classic Southampton luck, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Lavi is injured. Oh, don't worry. We've got... Oh, no, we just sent him off to Spain. Oh, shit. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, right, we've got a couple of birthdays, so you're going to have to guess their ages. So I'm guessing you're pretty clued up and you're going to know whose birthdays it was. It was. So we've got Morgan Schneidlin, whose birthday was on Monday. How old is Morgan now? He is 70... No, he... Oh, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> uh, is he something like 36? Okay, Kevin? That would have been my exact guess. Um... I'm going to go under then, 35. He's 33. Ah. What? Yeah, he's 33. I hope that's right. I'm going to look like a right twat if it's not, but yeah. Uh, and uh, Tino, Tino's birthday was on Saturday, so yesterday. How old is Tino? 21. Mm. Oh, good. I'm glad Kev went first because I'm going to go lower 20. He is 20, yes. He's not a teenager yes. anymore. He is now 20. Shame on you, Kevin. <laughs> I love I love that, sorry, this is a sort of mild plug, but really not. Uh, Nathan Teller put out an Instagram uh, post on his stories uh, of three people in the picture, one of which he was. He said, no, sorry, he said, uh, he said, uh, happy birthday to Tino. And I was like, that's me in the picture. Where, yeah. <laughs> why am I not getting a shout out? Just because you're doing really well at Burnley, Nathan. Don't <laughs> about us. Um, that was a, a, a bit of FIFA action. Both really nice lads. Uh, yeah, we t- met Tino last year, last year, didn't we, Kev? Oh, yeah, he was having a bit of cheeky fried chicken after the match in the fan zone. I don't think he was eating, was he? He just came over. He was. He, he was wolfed out some fried yeah, chicken. Quite, it was last season, wasn't it? But it was before yeah. he had his, uh, his cruise shirt. Yeah, so we had a, had a chat with him then. And, yeah, he seems like a nice guy, so. Good, good lad, yeah. Uh, and it was with uh, Breuer as well, Armando. And uh, they just seemed like really nice, nice lads. Do you know what yeah, I mean? He's like, dead to me now. I don't, I don't want to talk about Breuer. Yeah, yeah I I'm don't still, I'm talk. still sad. Well, yeah, he's well. No, I like, take him back though. Yeah, I think I would. I, I, t- I take any striker that can guarantee they're going to score goals. Um, but he, he, the lads, when I was just chatting to them, you kind of realise how young they are. Uh, well, as Tino, as we just found out, is only 20. But they just got their head screwed on and they they kind of got a little bit of banter with each other. And you're like, I was working with them for a short amount of time and I felt like I was part of the crew. And yeah. then Nathan didn't even post my bloody name. to. Uh, <laughs> I was there as well. I was in the picture. You no should, credit. You should totally to call him out. You should. Dead. Nathan's dead to me. Um. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that should be the reply. You're dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay, moving on. The B team then. Uh, they played on Monday the 7th of November against Sunderland away, and they won 3-1. Uh, Jimmy Morgan got a brace um, and earned himself a call-up to the first team. He was on the bench against Sheffield Wednesday, of course, but he didn't see any action. Uh, they are second in the table now, I believe, and they are six points behind Leeds. And their next game is actually right now. Um, it's probably just finished, actually. Sunday the twelfth. Uh, Sunday the thirteenth. Um, that's Everton away. Um, so I'll have to check that in a bit. Uh, the women's team. Uh, no games played since their win at, uh, at home to Coventry. But uh, Marianne Spacey Cow picked up a Championship Player of the Month for October. Yes. So that was good. Uh, Tom, did you ever get to meet uh, Marianne Spacey Cow? I, I did, and um, I have to say, uh, I would have, I wouldn't have minded her being our manager. To be honest, she <laughs> is like awesome. Yeah, she's lovely. I, 
She's so nice, but not just that. She she comes with a resume. Her CV is phenomenal. And uh, I interviewed her during lockdown via Zoom. And I'd interviewed her once before in a kind of partnership with her and Ralph uh, for a Saints. I think it was like a summer day, like a party day at the, at the stadium. Anyway, bonkers. But um, Marianne, I just really she just a wealth of knowledge and what she does so well is she's so proud of her team and she inspires them and to get promotion and I went to watch them last year and their only loss because uh, that's a sort of uh, oh, vibe I bring <laughs> I know they actually asked me could you not come again um, but I just think <laughs> what, what she's doing with that team is it, just like amazing and, and fantastic and um, I saw them in the cup run as well um, and when they beat Bristol City at St yep. Mary's and you're just like it's a proper feel good factor for anyone who's listening who's like no nah, I don't want to go along you, you should 100% go and watch uh, the, the women's team because they've got a brilliant manager great uh, staff and coaching team around them and they're doing amazingly uh, in the championship I think they're third um, so and they've got really exciting potential England players Welsh internationals yeah feel good factor which yeah I, w- I want back in the men's team as well I, de- I went to see him a few times last year and I thought it was brilliant we actually had um, uh, former player Rachel Panting on the show uh, last season and I was trying to get some dirt on Marianne Spacey Cow. Not dirt as such, but I just I don't know what she's like in the dressing room. I don't know. I can't imagine her getting angry with the players. And she had nothing but nice things to say about her, saying that she's just amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's brilliant. And that team is is just yeah fantastic to watch. And and do you know what? I, I just to throw it out there, they they've got the Saints Foundation, which is uh, Southampton's charity arm, mm-hmm. and um uh hosting the the dinner. Uh, earlier in the year with Kenzie Benali and uh, we had Marianne up on stage and the way she talked is not like you know sometimes with footballers they ha- they want to do something so they do some charity work or they they donate their time or do whatever they do mm-hmm. the way she spoke was straight from the heart and I, it's the only time I've I've got the lip quiver you know like I'm I'm going here I'm <laughs> I'm actually gonna cry with oh. what she about uh the older generation in, in Southampton and what Saints Foundation do and uh, they call them generation gains and 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 I was like yeah people are lonely and I was I was about to go and Kenzie looked at me and I was like I'm like I'm not start crying here if she doesn't talk to that's how powerful she is when she talks people listen and um yeah great sorry I went off on one there but no, I think brilliant that's fine that's what you're here for okay good I'm crying now actually thinking about it I'm sorry lads I've got it <laughs> Um, and the under-18s, they haven't had a game since that 1-1 draw at Everton, uh, and they play next on Saturday, the 19th of November, and that's Arsenal away uh, at the Arsenal Training Centre. Right then, Tom, uh, we're going to talk about Sheffield Wednesday a bit. Now, I, I didn't go to that game because Wednesday night is my night off, and I just wanted to stay at home with my wife, to be honest, instead of watching uh, that turd on the pitch, and I'm quite glad that I did. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we were entering the game with Ruben Sellers at the helm and Nathan Jones was obviously he was there. He was watching from the stands and we knew there was going to be some changes. And I mean, I'm always intrigued by the starting lineup for a League Cup game because it's a good chance to see some players that we don't normally see enough of. You know, Academy youngsters getting their chances. Uh, and, and of course, this game was even more more of an intriguing one because Sellers was naming the 11. And despite what we thought last week, we thought we were going to see Dominic Ballard. Um, we didn't. It was a strong 11. Well, I suppose it was, wasn't it? Everyone involved had played uh, some first team football this season. Uh, some fringe players like Adozi, uh, Gineppo getting the start. Uh, were you happy with the selection, Tom? 
I, I didn't mind it. I'd, I travelled up on my own. I was Billy No Mates uh, <laughs> watching. And, uh, yeah, I thought, why not? Like, you've got to put a strong side out because Sheffield Wednesday were coming there to disrupt things and, and getting that uh, pass through to the next round. So we had to be a strong side because we're lacking in confidence. Good to see Maka in goal, give him some minutes. Um and, and uh, without ruining the result, <laughs> I feel like I'm on TV. Without ruining the result, <laughs> if you don't know, uh, we got through on a penalty shootout, um, and he made the, the, the all-important save in that. Um, I, I felt a little bit uneasy. I always do with Gineppo. I love him. I love his passion. And when I've been in the tunnel, when, as you pointed out, I used to work at the club. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's absolutely fine. I'm, I, I will quiet that. Um, but I love that. Like he, he's just his passion, heart on the sleeve. But sometimes he's just, you just don't know whether the, where that ball's going or what he's going to do. And I don't think he knows sometimes what he's going to do. So when I saw he was right back, I was like, what's going on here with Salisu on the left? But it soon transpired when you watched. It was about Gineppo staying close to the touchline and a dozy. Um, and, and just, it seemed like we were going back to long ball tactics, kicking it as hard and far as we could. And Sean run... Dyche is, 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 is coming in. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> Yeah, it, it just it just felt like that. I was like, this is interesting. Ruben Sellers, for all the, the talk, is just trying to get the ball over the back of the defenders uh, for our pace, Adam Armstrong and Mara and Adozi and, and Gineppo to get onto. Um, and it, it, it didn't work. We looked pretty flat and it just, yeah, it just fell away from us. And then when Wednesday scored, I was like, well, this could be horrendous. But I didn't mind that lineup. When I looked at it, I thought, OK, let's see what happened. And it wasn't until the second half when uh, we got a, I, I haven't seen the penalty incident back, but it looked pretty much like he did get taken down, Gineppo. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Doesn't so, usually take much, though. No, no, he hasn't got a lot of meat on him, has he? He's a bit <laughs> but he, uh, so uh, maybe that's why he was in the starting lineup. Uh, but I felt like when Pero came on, we were more attacking um, in that second half. But watching Ballard and um, uh, the other youngsters possibly have a chance i was like oh i was looking forward to seeing them but as it went to longer in the game i was like they're not going to get an opportunity here because we need the experience to get us through um the game yeah and that's it kev we saw lewis Payne on the bench we saw nico lawrence and jimmy morgan but you know as tom said the state of the game at that point none of them were going to see any action which was really yeah. unfortunate but yeah, um, they'll get a chance against lincoln hopefully oh, hopefully yeah well i mean i might i might be on it against lincoln <laughs> Part of me really wants to see that. Though. <laughs> really wants to see Who's it. that? <laughs> just, just <laughs> but I, I, I was saying that about uh, Don Ballard before. You know, he's 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 scoring goals. You know, you choose an England team, you think on on merit and ability and how they're performing. Uh, he deserves to be in that that you know, given more of a chance. Um, but yeah, maybe that would be throwing him too too much into the to the deep end. Um, I don't know. I think that that lad's got so much ability and so much confidence. I think it'll be. I won't. I don't think it'll be a um, very long before Nathan Jones gives him a chance. Because even in the B team, the games that I've I've watched him in, he has just been all over the place, just full on energy, chasing down lost causes, and a bit like Adam Armstrong. But he has the ability to put the ball in the net as well. So. Mm. And if he's got that confidence, which Adam Armstrong does all the running and chomping at the defenders when they got the ball. But I mean, it happened at Arsenal. It, it was almost like a one on one, but it wasn't really. He just lost the ball from his feet. He's he's 
you can see a player who just doesn't have that confidence. They've got the ability. They just it's that mind over matter. They, they, when he gets close to shooting, he's already thinking I'm going to miss, and, and that yeah. is the worst place for him to be in. But then you drop him, put him on the bench, he'll lose confidence even more. So it's it's a real tough one to to know what to do with him, to be honest. But yeah, and and not the best performance overall. It, it was quite flat, especially the first half. And I know I know we had chances, and I know that uh, Stuart Armstrong hit the bar and. You mentioned the Walcott chance, and I, I just guess that Jones couldn't have been too impressed with what he saw. But considering it wasn't our strongest eleven, and Wednesday are, you know, although they're, they're in form at the moment, they're third, aren't they, in League One? So we, we, we have to take the win, and then we have to look forward to uh, to Lincoln. Yeah, and and how confident they were at penalties as well. I thought, oh well, this is how we're going to go. This is going to just crush us. Good but penalties, yeah. Really, really good penalties. Maitland Niles, uh, my particular favourite. Um, I feel like can that lad run? Because, <laughs> can can he run? Can he really run? Because he it, it didn't look like he wanted to run. It like he did look like someone who was like, I need to go to the toilet immediately <laughs> after taking this um I, I, he's gonna do a jason punching um, yes yeah <laughs> you know that i hate those kind of penalties where they take the little steps and try oh and yeah you bought yeah you, you hate really it, fucking yeah. wrecks my cage yeah. um but uh yeah him and diallo both did that and they both buried them i was worried about walcott because walcott took one didn't he and Walter Walcott took an amazing. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was at the roof of the net, wasn't it? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that takes some balls to do that. But yeah, uh, yeah, for for someone like Walcott, he, yeah, his finishing's not exactly his strongest point. But um, yeah, Matt Macker's um, penalty save as well. Um, the uh, Russian Saints fans were liking him to Akinfeyev in, in the World Cup. He's just a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> that leg save. Um, yeah, I mean, what, what can I say? Yeah, it was, it was a disappointing performance overall. Well, maybe more frustrating in the second half because I think we, we were the better team. We had the chances and just, um, yeah, same story of our entire season. Just can't convert them. So far. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame they had to go to penalties, but yeah, um, got through in the end. We're in the draw. That's the main thing. Absolutely. Okay, let's put the Wednesday game to bed. So uh, we'll go on to the to the Liverpool one. And the start of the Nathan Jones era couldn't have been more difficult start for him. Uh, and we failed to score from our last five visits uh, to Anfield. But um, on the plus side, it took us just nine minutes to put a stop to that run. Um, Jurgen Klopp would have to sit this one out after his touchline ban uh, for his red card against Man City. Um that was Premier, it was the Premier League's longest-serving manager against the newest, by the way. So Tom uh, Jones had just two days with this squad. Nothing too radical with his team selection. Um, it was just going to be a question of his approach to this one, I think, because would he set up and try and frustrate Liverpool, or would he roll the dice and say, you know, I'm going to go for this? Mm, that would. I, I think when the the lineup came out, we're like, okay, we we're, we're basically going with three centre backs, Kalesa, uh, Belakachev, and um, Salisu, and and then Perro, and and then Uzi ended up playing the, the right back role or the wing back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I didn't mind it. I thought, okay, well, Lavia's back. This is this we could we could actually do something and turn up, and because um, I think he just makes James Ward-Prowse's role that much easier in the team. He seems to improve when Lavia's there. Freedom, um, yeah. Yeah, and I like Stewie Armstrong. Uh, I think he he's just attacking minded. Um, 
I, I, I liked it, and I liked the fact he's playing two strikers up front. Uh, although, you know, Adam Armstrong is not necessarily a striker at the moment. Um, but uh, he's playing playing someone up in a striker role. Uh, I'm being too harsh to the lad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it at all. I thought he was just saying to the guys, just go out there and play with a bit of freedom and express yourself. That's that's kind of what a manager does when you don't know the squad that well. Um, but it, it just didn't pan out again. It's, I feel like we struggle in first halves um, this season. Uh, and same again, and, and Liverpool just looked rampant. And and we were a bit like, oh, no, what are we going to do here? And uh, fair to Nathan, he, he changed it in the second half. He did, yeah, he certainly did. Um, Kevin? Uh, three changes that he made with uh, Chaletta Saar, Lavia and Armstrong in. Were, were you happy with those selections? And were, were you, I don't know, were you a little bit under, underwhelmed with it? Did you think he was going to change things up a little bit more than he did? Um, I think his hands are tied, really, with the with the players we've got and the injuries we've got. Um, I don't know, maybe Maiton Niles could have been included somehow. But, you know, I was more just interested to see... Um, what he was going to do with the team and you know, what system are we going to play. I'm not in, entirely sure that um, he does know what system we're going to be playing. But, no. yeah, um, three or five at the back, I suppose that's, that's to be expected at Anfield, isn't it? Just frustrate them, yeah, and just don't completely fuck it up. It didn't take long for them. <laughs> go do the shit, did it? <laughs> well, I mean, Tom, hands up. Like, did you think when that first Liverpool goal went in that this is going to be another stuffing? Did you, did you? No, no, I did. Oh, really? No, I've got no full confidence in uh, Nathan Jones. No, of course I did. I was like, <laughs> oh, no, here we go. I, felt oh, that you, I believed it, you then. Oh. Yeah, no, I know, because I'm believable sometimes. I, I felt like it was the Arsenal game um, at St Mary's when they finally scored, because they'd had three brilliant chances before to, mm-hmm. to, to put one away. I thought, oh, no. And it, it's almost like as if the first goal goes in against for, for Saints, we go, Oh right, we're playing. All right, yeah, cool. Um, and then they sort of turn up. So I, I, I didn't know. I felt like, well, how are we going to get a goal here? The, the job's becoming even more difficult. But I was not expecting uh, Jay Adams to, to, to get that goal. But when he did, I felt we, we can do this again. That kind of false hope uh, comes in. Um, we're massive. Yeah, <laughs> we can do this. Yeah, we're like like Southampton in Europa. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, away days are coming. Um, oh, I, I, honestly, this Anfield, I think it was a free hit uh, for Nathan to go in. I didn't expect us to win this game. Maybe we could pick up a draw. Um, so when Sheridan scored, I was like, "We've got a chance. This is it." Um, and then, yeah, just that's that's it's that it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah. Oh God, don't we know that? Uh, but I want to ask both of you guys this question. Chaletta uh, Saar, uh, I've I've been quite reluctant to give my opinions on him because you know he's settling in but he, he's quite an experienced centre-back I suppose when it comes to our team but I, I really really turned away from him a little bit he's very very physical um, he's, he's giving away a lot of free kicks he could have given away a penalty um, against Palace um, probably should have done uh, and a, a, you know obviously they scored from the from the free kick that he gave away picked up a yellow card straight away into the game uh, Am I wrong to be taking a massive dump on him already? Not literally, you understand. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think you're 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 wrong to sort of uh, let you everybody know your reservations about him. Um, I think he's a very quite a physical defender. He, he doesn't give a yard of you know off off the attacker. So 
how he got away with a few fouls on Gabriel uh, Jesus uh, for Arsenal, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Or Lianco. Um, mm. I, th- I think those three centre backs are quite physical. Salisu as well. Um, and I think that's their style is to is to get stuck in. I, I feel. Yeah, I, none of them have a great deal of pace, <laughs> so no. I feel like he has to get so tight to they're, they're the attackers. Brutes. And I yeah. do get it. You're playing against Gabriel, you're playing against Zaha, you're playing against Mo Salah. They are going to get around you. They're going to run rings around you at some point in the game. It's going to be difficult. I get that. But why are you putting your fucking hands all over him like that? You can't do that. It's like they don't know. And it's it's very, very worrying. And I feel that like we've got a lot of penalties to give away. Mm. And when we haven't so far, um, so you're kind of like, well, that's, well, that's, we'll, we'll take that. But I, I feel like they, they, they're trying to make their mark physically um, on us, uh, or, or that kind of pretense that we're going to be a physical at the back and we're going to get stuck in, but we just get undone sometimes a bit, a bit of skill. I mean, the, the, the header from Bobby for me, it was just like, what, what are we doing? I mean, we've let him get the header. He had Elenusi on him defending. We'll, don't put Moy yeah, on yeah. Fabinho. Like, what, what yeah. are you doing? Um, so I, I, I think Nathan Jones is going to have to shore up uh, the, the defence in terms of set pieces. But then wasn't that Ruben Sellers' job? <laughs> to, yeah. So, um, so I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't mind our defence, like the defenders, um, but they can't just get stuck in like they did against Newcastle. That's when we got battered because they were diving in. So they're going to have to learn at some point, put it all together for one match at least. Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, but, but, but Kevin, it was a good response, wasn't it? Because they, after um, Firmino scored, next 15, 10, 15 minutes, they did something that I didn't expect. And they, they just went for it. And it was a perfect answer. And it was kind of a carbon copy, wasn't it, Shay's goal? But a better one. What, the Liverpool goal? Yeah. No, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty much. Um, they just sort of need a kick in the ass, don't they? Um, yeah. Concede a goal. And then, yeah, um, like Tom said, I kind of just switch on. Um, but yeah, it was a, a foul this time. It was, yeah, the roles reversed. And Firmino, uh, Alan Perot, and Ward Prowse, spectacular free yeah, kick. Yeah, given the finger um, to Southgate at the time. Yeah, I think it just, yeah. This, this, Can I Calvin mean, Phillips do that? No. <laughs> Uh, so it's a moot point now, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So we we'll have to let it go. Yeah, no, but all season um, he's been, by, by his standards, fucking shocking. And even uh, his corners have been bad, haven't they? They're not. Yeah. Up. Just any set pieces. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, was, he was good against Wednesday, and he was good here. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Shay gets on the end of it, doesn't put too much weight on the header. Um, yeah. They're fantastic, and uh, yeah, at that point I was excited. Shay does um, make those goals look good, don't you? That, that one he scored against Bournemouth, the one he scored here, the headers, he just makes them look fantastic. A proper goal mm-hmm. scoring, yeah, he just looks like a proper footballer when he does that. But he needed it though, didn't he? One goal in his previous 11, and that was, of course, that was a Bournemouth one. Doesn't seem to be having trouble finishing with his head, but you put it on the ground and he's been squandering them, yeah. I mean, he headed it wide pretty much, um, from the kickoff, didn't he? As well, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> I chose to forget that one. <laughs> yeah, and 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 at the death, uh, he just had sort of these identical chances. He could have had a hat trick if he'd uh, known where he's going to put it. But yeah, I don't know. You feel you feel with Che, you put so much effort in uh, every match, and I think that you know, just with a bit more confidence and a, and a bit more of a level head, 
that he can score, you know, 10 or 15 a season. It's going to come. Easily. Wow. He, I think it definitely, because he puts himself in these opportunities or positions to score. Palace, he had two shots right at the keeper, yeah. Gator, and you're like, either side, just being clinical is, is what he's not. And, you know, like, if you think of Che Adams' goals, you're like, Man City from almost the halfway line. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sheffield United was an absolute bullet when he just yeah. let rip. It, it, it's the same with Adam Armstrong. If, if you give them too much time to think about it, the, inevitably we, we're not a clinical, um, you know, f- finishing side. That's um, not what you want from your main striker, though, is it? No, not at all. But he does, to be fair, puts himself in those situations. If he didn't make that header, Coletta uh, Saar would... would, would May, might have been able to put his head on it um, but yeah I, I, I thought it was a really great set piece and hit to, for Shea Adams to score you, you just like him like he's, yeah. he's you don't dislike Shea Adams you love him the fact that he said we could be top yeah oh is he okay, oh, okay. he's your favourite oh, okay I still love the fact he said we could be at the top of the Premier League um, yeah there's no the um, yeah, after the goal, I think Liverpool settled and, and they used the ball better. Obviously, their movement, the key passes that they had, they were just too much for us. Um, Bazzuni made a save from Salah, which was, that was wonderful. Really, really good save. Mm. I'm pleased for Bazzuni as well, because he's been taking a lot of it from uh, from fans, me included, actually. I've um, I've been giving him some stick. But Yeah, on no. that first goal, I, I don't know why, Like I, I expected him to react a lot quicker than, than he did. I, yeah, I don't know. I just... Maybe I expect too much from him because when I was listening to uh, who did we have on the show when we signed Bazunu um, and someone who said that, you know, he, he's already established himself as Ireland number one and, he, and he's only 20. And and I, I was I wasn't so sure when we first signed him because of where he come from as well. Um, well, not City. I'm talking about the other team up the um, up the M27. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. I was just kind of a little bit reserved on him. And then I got talked up to how good this guy is going to be. And I've just been a little bit underwhelmed with him. I I've already mentioned on the show that I don't think he deals with crosses very well. He's a very good shot stopper, as we saw in that Liverpool game as well. But I don't know. Maybe I'm... I'm it's just, just, another, like, just another Angus gun, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to say that. I'm not going <laughs> to say that. Because, I, I, look, he's the, he's the number one. He's my goalkeeper, and I'm going to back him completely. I just, I just feel like I'm allowed to say that, you know, I, I, I was just expecting, expecting a little bit more from him. Yeah. That's fair, I think. Yeah, and Tom, like Liverpool, when they settled in and, and Darwin Nunes scores uh, his first goal, that should have been avoided because we had multiple chances to clear the ball. Um, yeah. We, we looked I, compact I as well. <laughs> oh, OK. I'm glad. We were just like swiping wildly to clear, weren't we? And then kind of like once Harvey Ellick got the ball, they just kind of stood, stood still and just let him pick out Nunes. And, yeah, he just tucked it away. Good finish. Yeah, just dinked over um, uh, ABK's head. Um Stewie Armstrong could have cleared it, um, didn't. Um, and yeah, like Nunes, if Nunes scores past you, you know you're in trouble um, <laughs> because he cannot hit a score. Like, like it's funny, isn't it? Because we, I'm not watching sort of highlights of Liverpool's players at the start because you see it on Twitter. Nunes is terrible. Why have we spent all this money? And then you look at him finish like that, and you're like, ah, oh, if only had him. <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah. it's a it's a funny mind game that goes on but yeah it, it just when you've got that many chances to clear they will just punish you and and that's just a simple error simple mistake and then we're 2-1 down at that point i thought harvey Elliott had a good game i've been quite impressed with how he's how he's uh, come about but we're not talking about liverpool because i don't like them um and 
Yeah, all their attacks, Tom, seemed to go down Elianusi's side. And I don't think that was a coincidence. Their, their movement and their passing, we just couldn't challenge them. And, and that pass from Firmino to Robertson, um, it takes Elianusi completely out of it. And if you look at that point when Robertson has the ball and he's about to cross it for, for the third Liverpool goal, Elianusi couldn't keep up with him. And there's five Saints shirts in the box and just two Liverpool ones. And that pass from Robertson is just perfect. And nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Do, I don't know. Did Chaleta Saar do enough defensively there, or or was that pass just too good? Well, I think it was the one just before from Bobby Firmino that Firmino, just picks yeah. out Robertson and then he crosses it in. Um, I think the, the problem with playing three at the back is whose man is yours. Do you know what I mean? Like you're mm. you're more kind of like protecting the space, but you're not actually saying, well, he's my man or he's yours. Um, and I think he just got lost between him and. Uh, abk is like oh was oh he was yours oh, okay cool uh, or, oh he's mine like that so that's the problem of playing three center backs because normally they say that about england if you're going to play three center backs it means that you're not confident with uh just two it, like they're not good enough as a two um I, I i don't know if i believe that but I, I don't know i'd rather just stick with two center backs and then have a right back and a left back and not have uh, Elanusi having to, to do too much defending. I'd, I would prefer Definitely. to just to, to choose two centre-backs. So maybe that was the way to go against yeah. Liverpool. Romeo in the hole. Yeah. Convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sign him back. Sign him back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, second half was better. I mean, we drew nil-nil in the second half. So that that's to be applauded. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I've, I've got to take the positives out of this. Come on. Um, Jones made some changes, right? He bought both Armstrongs off. Gillette Zahar went off, which I wasn't uh, wasn't upset to see. Uh, Walcott comes on, which I know you work, Ev, to see you come on. Uh, Adozi comes on. Maitland-Niles on also. Uh, he went to a back four. Maitland-Niles goes to right back. This is good because that seemed to work. And we were creating some openings. And I think there was Elianusi grabbed the ball from a Perot pass and went one-on-one with Allison. Um, he made the save. He made some really, really good saves as well. Uh, mm. And Tom, Liverpool had a penalty shout. Now, mm. I was convinced that they would get that. Uh, Bella Kocek got caught out and just, you know, Salah snatched the ball. And, and <laughs> was there enough contact or was, was Salah looking for it? I, I think he's. it's like when you look at uh, Saka for Arsenal keeps being booked uh, for what's deemed as a dive. I think once you get that... Uh, name uh, amongst yeah reputation then then um you, it just worked in our favor uh i, I think it, it probably could have been given easily but but wasn't and i think we got we got away with one but to be fair like just mentioning Shea adam's uh header um just fantastic saves from allison uh at his feet against Adozi and mm-hmm. uh, what a different game that could have been had their goalkeeper not not kept him in it um or at least we could have been three two you know and it could have changed everything but yeah abk very lucky there and that means that we're gonna we're gonna lose a penalty against us, which shouldn't be a penalty. <laughs> you know the, the yeah, law, yeah. Yeah. and Yang. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, those two saves from Allison that Tom mentioned, Kev, were, were fantastic. He's a bloody good goalkeeper, and I think Brazil are gonna have a good chance at the World Cup. Uh, he's uh, very very good. And a dozy, nothing short of exciting. And in the bite-sized minutes that we've seen of him, he offers us something completely different because he, he's got that swagger and a little bit of confidence. Energy. And I think, yeah, energy. I think it's no, only a matter of time before he breaks into that first team on a regular basis. Um, and 
Nathan Jones must be relishing the chance to work with a player like that. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Although um, one could complete of Ralph, I think. Was, was, we were talking about Glenda Gore. He said that um, he, uh, Ralph had hit the desperation button, marked the old ball cut with, with predictable results. And then Nathan Jones goes and does exactly the same thing. <laughs> Brings on ball cut to try and change things. Yeah. Um, Nothing too um, radical, like I said, in his team selection. Nothing too radical with his, his changing it. It's kind of like the, the you know, he's too afraid to change something in case it were, in, in case it goes drastically wrong. It's kind of like J.J. Abrams with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is a bit of a free hit at this point. And if we're trying to get into the game, Liverpool would really just go through the motions in that second half. Um, so yeah, there was a, a chance for him to experiment with basically anyone he wanted. Um, Walker, I think. Don't think that worked out. Adozi, yeah, looked fresh. Maitland Niles is probably the utility player that Elianusi isn't. Mm. Although I guess we knew that anyway. <laughs> yeah, and that was it, Tom. Three-one. It was a good second half. I think take the positives out of that. Created some chances. We denied Liverpool in that second half, Kevin. Don't laugh. And if only that, you know, that third hadn't have gone in because I think Nathan Jones said it that that, that third one killed them just before the half. Uh, so if that hadn't gone, it could have been a different story. Yeah, it, I mean, how many games this year can we say that? Uh, like, really say that? I mean, that Palace game uh, just sticks in my mind because I'm like, if we have, I mean, Stewie Armstrong hit the post, and you're just like, if if Shea had hit those on um, past Gator, we could be looking at different points. We could be in the mid table at the very least. I'll still be here as well. Exactly, Kev. Me and you would still be happy uh, with the situation. <laughs> um, in good old Ralph Hampton and Ralph we trust. But yeah, look, it's 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 just being a bit more clinical. I really like Adozi. I think he offers us a player that actually likes taking on the opposition. Um, that is something that that Elenusi doesn't do. Um, Gineppo does. Yeah, Gineppo, the classic step over legs flashing about uh, here, there and everywhere. Um, but I, I just feel more comfortable or more certain that Adozi's not going to lose the ball. I know that's the weird thing. It's just psychology. Yeah. But but I just feel Adozi looks like he likes to get uh, an attack of players and take them on with skill. Um, and he's only going to grow in confidence. He had that miss. Well, Alisson, great save. Um, I think he's a player that's going to build in confidence. So he should be the one that we utilise more because he's going places, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, and, and I just want to discuss Adam Armstrong. I know we've, we've talked about him a little bit, but taken off, uh, taken some flack again. I mean, is this a situation that's going to thrive un, under Jones? I, well, you said it, it has to. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people comparing him with the likes of Guido Carrillo. And just in the sense that he didn't get as much time as as, as Armstrong has had. And, and I saw a quote on social media, which made me chuckle. And it said, um, if Adam Armstrong was naked on the pitch, I still wouldn't have noticed him. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's is his time only going to get better? I bloody hope so. Uh, for him, uh, he just seems like a, a, a top guy, um, and he doesn't stop running, and he puts all that effort in. You, you just want him. I don't know. The Premier League's brutal because you, you only get maybe one chance in a game, and you've got to take it. Uh, he's not right now that striker. He doesn't look like he's got any confidence or form, um, and that that is weighing on him, as you can evidently see. But who else are we going to play 
uh, in his place um realistically so, <laughs> so uh in, in, i think nathan jones will hopefully in this little pre-season will get him uh up and running in terms of being a bit more clinical and for shea adams as well um and if he can't then um we'll we'll sell him for a discount <laughs> yep that's the way it's going. Ballard actually got more goals for the first team this season than Armstrong. Yep, one. Again, against Cambridge, wasn't it, in the, in the cup? Yeah. Um, Kevin, have you got any stats? Ooh, um, I, don't, I don't have that XG. Or... I do. Oh, right, OK. Give us the XG then. Um, OK, so XG for Saints was 1.1. 1. 1, uh, and XG for Liverpool, go on, have a guess. 2.4. That was 1.9. Right. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Rest, of, rest of the stats? Um, yeah, Liverpool um, didn't dominate the possession as much as I thought they would. Uh, 60% to 40. 60% is quite a dominating possession. It, it, it's been much worse for us then. Yeah. We've seen a lot less of the ball than we did. Yeah, 15 shots to their nine. So our, hang on, we had nine shots or 15? We, we had nine shots, yeah. Hmm. Okay. No corners. No? Wow. Didn't spot that. Liverpool had six. Um, yeah, so of those, of those nine shots, five, five on target. Yeah, all saved by uh, Alisson, apart from the... Uh, this is the thing, you know, I was watching the match, I felt so despondent at full time. But, um, you know, on, on Twitter and social media and everything afterwards, everyone was sort of so positive. I think, oh, have they seen something that I wasn't? Well, I don't that was think up. it was a complete disaster. I predicted 4-0. <laughs> we scored and we, we scored, scored. Yeah. yeah it's it's it i think i think first and foremost it's just a feeling isn't it uh, when you watch a game you like this player i like that player it's a lot of it's on a feeling and you know w- when when ralph was winning or getting points it sort of papered over those cracks of of are we a good side and i think this season we, we don't know if we are really a good side yet um Watching the Liverpool game, I was like, "Oh, bloody hell, we had chances here. We could have, we could have been really in this yeah, game." Yeah. And, then, and then you get a fan, like Kev just said, "Yeah, they, Liverpool kind of switched off in the second half. They took it easy." And you're like, "Well, don't say that because now I'm, I don't even know if we are good enough." <laughs> you know, so you go round in this perpetual circle of, "Are we good enough? Are we? Are these players, you know, the the, the answer?" Um, it's, it's tough, but you, like looking at the stats against Newcastle, they had four shots on target and they scored four goals, yeah. you know, and then you try and work that out. You're like, well, are we terrible or are they really good? And um, yeah, I, 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 I saw enough of the game in terms of creating opportunities that we, we can score more goals. But when I see some of the defending, I'm like, well, we're going to have to score. Well, we're not going to score enough because <laughs> yeah. the opposition are going to score two more, more, more than us. Yeah. Um, and I just want to read some comments that Nathan Jones said at a post game. He said, first half, we were too passive. We won't be that passive. No, no, again. I want you to do the accent. No, I'm not doing the accent. <laughs> I don't do the Welsh show. I don't do any accents. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Um, I, I promised an aggressive nature in terms of going after things. And we, we will be more aggressive in the future. I want us to work on that. Second half, I thought we had a real good reaction in terms of the players that came on. In terms of the way we went about it, uh, we should have scored second half. We had few chances, but uh, there's a bit of work to do. He also said that he's learned enough from today. Not a lot. He said, I've learned enough. So that that's that's positive. Bold statement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, it does. I don't need to learn anymore. I've done yeah, enough exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm reading into anyway. So he knows exactly what he's going to do against Lincoln. Um, he's going to put me on, <laughs> and he knows what he's going to do against Brighton. So this this is good. Uh, down to 19th in the table then. Luckily Wolves beaten again. I think what one point behind Forest now. Difficult times, but we do have this break, um, and there's a chance for Nathan Jones to really dig deep. Um, and I feel like he's going to be a very very busy man during this World Cup not watching England against Wales. Man of the match. Tom, do you want to go first? Who, who was your man of the match? It, uh, I, I, <laughs> who do you give it to? Shay Adams because of the goal. And, uh, well, that's and what I've a, done. So. Yeah, it, yeah it, was, it was a brilliant header as well. Um, and unfortunately, it was a world-class save from Alisson. So, um, yeah, Shay, I, I like that. Normally, when Shay scores one goal, he'll score maybe a couple more in the next game, and then, and then they stop for a while. So I, I'm looking forward to a couple more goals from him. Kevin? Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, at the end Walcott. of the game, I wasn't thinking that there, 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 were, there was a performance that stood out. But looking back and thinking about it, um, Bazuni pulled off quite a few decent saves. So I think he deserves a shout. Ward Prowse looks almost uh, back to his former self. But I'm going to also go with Shea Adams. Yeah, just yeah. because Shay. Because Shay, yeah, that's a hat trick. I'm going to go with Shay as well because of the goal. Um, and he was fed mostly scraps, wasn't he? But. On the whole, I don't think there was anyone that really stood to attention. But, yeah, the goal, it did it for me. So, yeah, fantastic. Um, Tom, just before we let you go, just want to um, discuss a, a few more things. Um, the season so far with you, um, it has been a difficult season. We're dealing with inconsistencies, you know, a lack of goals, mixed transfer window and just a, just a bad feeling around the club. And I freely admit that I found it tough to get motivated to go to St. Mary's this season on a occasions but um how have you seen it um i started the the season with a lot of optimism i went to the uh i watched the watford game um online from my, the safety of my own house i saw the uh the game against monaco i went and watched that um and then it sort of went downhill from there uh, <laughs> but, but um yeah, it's just like I felt like, we, we, you know, the leads come back to all, you know, we, we we got that. And I thought, oh, there is there is a side here fighting, ready for the season and then getting the win against Leicester. When I sat next to um, just humble brag, uh, gets sat next to Nigel Adkins for the Man oh, United game. We love Nigel. Uh, what a what a bloke and what a fascinating bloke to to listen to how he's seeing the game i would love to get nigel adkins on this show i have tried but uh, he, he's ignoring me ricky lambert too if you've got any pull there that'd be fantastic yeah no i'd definitely send a word i uh, don't have either of their numbers and um, but uh yeah the man united game i felt like we deserve more didn't get it and then you're kind of like well are we a team that deserves more and just aren't and the loss against wolves the one nil against villa uh, we were lucky at that time not to have to play Brentford because they were firing uh, on all cylinders. Um, so I, it's a real mixed bag. I, I look at some of those results. Yeah. <laughs> I really look at the results. I'm like, we should be dominating some games. and other games, we're lucky not to have been absolutely thumped. So it's a real mixed bag. And I think if I was Nathan Jones, I would love this opportunity because there's potential here to be doing a lot obviously a lot better than we are and i and i can see it's just a couple of changes that, that could get us there kevin uh, what to expect for the rest of the season uh expect as usual expect the unexpected <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea we're, we're either going to be in the championship um or in the... <laughs> either in championship or in europe that's it right there's no fine line <laughs> there's it's no just... in between yeah <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, we have to back this manager, don't we, and believe that we can we can turn this around. And and I'm I'm fully behind him. I'm I'm trying to stay positive. Mm. Um, but look, but look, sorry, just no, when you look at the, the Lincoln, good boost again. Okay, let's score some goals. Thank you. Do the Everyone's jug Everyone's going to yeah. Everyone. Yeah, everyone gets a jug. And then Brighton will be a tough game on Boxing Day. I'm going into that. Looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, me Brighton, too. I think are a, 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 you can't knock them. They're a very strong side. Then we've got Fulham and Nottingham Forest. So I look at that and what a turnaround. Did so you managed... in Europa. Yeah. <laughs> and then Everton, who have been absolute... Jekyll oh, I don't Hyde. know. They beat us, didn't they, at St Mary's? And that was one of the worst experiences this season. Because, yeah. oh, God, that was It's awful. usually the worst experience each season, isn't it, against Everson? Yeah. Uh, at Goodison. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we, we don't do well at Goodison. But out of those four fixtures in the Premier League, you're like, well, we should be able to pick, you know, like, should, should have, would have, could have. But I look at those four fixtures, I go, Nathan's got a fantastic start here um, of, of games that you're like, these are winnable you can win these games it's not like we're playing united away straight away and then do you know what i mean now look at maybe i'm looking at it wrong but i feel like there's a good chance and if we come at that point with some more points on under our belt i would feel a lot more confident excellent uh, and and the world cup i mean I, I don't know if it's because it's in the middle of the season whether christmas is kind of trumping it but and because of the human rights i don't want to get involved in any of that but i mean and, well, Saints, they've been dramatic, haven't they, uh, lastly? So I'm not really thinking about the World Cup, and I don't know how you're feeling about it. Are you up for it, or are you just, um, you know, completely against it? I've got a fixture list on my fridge. Um, I'll update that after every game. I'm probably not going to watch all the games. Qatar, Ecuador to start with. Um, I'll be just thinking of um, Delgado. Uh, yeah. from back the day. Um, so I'll probably be supporting them. Always the underdog. Will anyone have a sweepstake with me? I don't know. Um, that's how I feel about the World Cup. I, I feel like when it starts, I'll be well into it. But at the moment, I couldn't care less. Yeah, <laughs> that's about... Yeah, that's about about the the feeling around the city at the moment. But um, th- were you happy with the squad selection? Do, do you know what? It's one of those where I I, I like I care, but I don't care. I care more about Southampton right now, yeah. and that's taken up all my energy. That I'm like, do you know what? Harry Kane's there. Probably score some goals. I'm gonna get lose all my nails during a penalty shootout. Um, is it a strong enough squad? I, I, th- I think it probably could be. I have to trust in Gareth. JWP's not there for any free kick uh, shenanigans. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll care more about it when it starts and we're up against Iran and I'll be like, oh, my world is just revolved around England. But yeah, yeah at, at the moment, I, th- I think, yeah, squad's good enough because that's the one that's been chosen. Um, yeah, like, like let's, let's have it. Cool. I mean, I... Every- Tournament, I always swear that I'll never support England ever again. I just don't, I, could, I, I just, my body can't take it. Um, but then the tournament comes around and yeah, lo and behold, I get whipped the, up in there. Yeah, to you have got George on your face and you're like, come on. <laughs> just naked in the street, tucked <laughs> George across my chest, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, uh, I think I'm not excited about it at all, but I feel at the moment I could do with, it's a welcome distraction. From, from from Saints, just you know, a month to sort of take stock of everything and and yeah, think trust, about something else. Trust me, Kevin. I know you so well. As soon as that World Cup starts, you'll be right in there with your fantasy football teams. <laughs> and you'll be yeah, you'll be all over it. Um, I, I did. Have f- I, like that. I haven't. No, I did feel 
that um, even Ivan Tony would make it there because you know overlooked and okay really he scored yesterday against City he didn't score two against City so that was kind of like a this is what I can do <laughs> yeah what else can you can he do you know you turn up every week for Brentford and you're scoring and what's the alternative right you sign for a big club and never get a game I don't know what people like that can do I just think if he hadn't been playing for Brentford then yeah there's a chance he could have gone so um anyway that's my Ivan Tony dig uh Tom uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on today. It has been a real pleasure and just a great opportunity to chat to you today. Likewise, I feel like this has been great therapy. Uh, I, um, I get to get to walk away now and go, yeah, I believe in Nathan Jones. I'll start crying again thinking about Marianne Spacey Kale, but I um, because I think she's a, 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 a just incredible. Um, but no, it's just been great to chat about Saints, and I think that we do have to bottom line be positive. He is the manager now. Um, you almost have to forget about what's happened and how Ralph left and blah, blah, blah. This is our manager. We've got this break now. Come back stronger. Um, and if we lose against Lincoln, I'll, I'll start complaining about the season's over. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no cup run. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we can beat this. And we always do. Uh, and I think I think we're going to take three points on Boxing Day. I really do. Um, and just remember, it's really, really tight down there. But yeah, um, one thing that I do like about Nathan Jones in this interview is that he, without any sarcasm, starts almost every sentence with "with all due respect," as if he's about <laughs> to launch into a sweary tirade. But then, <laughs> oh, he's going to be so great to watch in the, in the press conferences. I feel like I'll be watching them more than, than the actual game time. <laughs> uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having yeah. me on. Thank you, yeah, Tom. Thanks, Tom. And, oh yeah, um, we haven't done it yet, but um, give your podcast a plug. Um, we march on with Stephen Tom. He give it a listen. It's rather funny, rather good. Ah, oh, thank you very much. It's, yeah, it's mainly about uh, Steve still works for the club. He does the Saints live and gives you the, the lineup before anybody else. Um, and I love working with him. And I work with him at Matchday Hosting. And uh, we decided we would chat about the team that we love. Um, and yeah, it's it's more kind of. Um, uh, about our lives a little bit and what we uh, obviously with any podcast what we think about Southampton but um, it's just fun to talk about the club that you love so yeah give it a listen if you want uh, different to this one but yeah it would much be appreciated perfect yeah uh, amazing we've taken up so much of your time so yeah really really appreciate it um, um an absolute <laughs> pleasure enjoy the rest of it and um, all the best with the boxes kev all right <laughs> <laughs> take care cheers. And, and maybe we'll hook up for the brighton game oh yes oh, definitely yeah, that'd be wicked all right, Excellent. then, guys, um, enjoy cool. the rest of the day. Take care. Cheers, mate. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, then, uh, the Discord. Uh, no, no one taking the draw. Uh, so points remained the same after the Wednesday game. Uh, and Liverpool, uh, there was Dan Fox, Greg Kaplan and Kurt Supple all going for 3-1 Liverpool. So max points for them. Uh, Dan Fox leads the way on 29 points. Colt Baker behind. By four on 25. Uh, Kevin, you're third on 24. Um, and I'm Ooh. joint fourth on 20. Uh, Tim is second from bottom on 15. All very close. Super sick. Round 21 was won by... Oh, we've got a three-way tie. We've got Stuart White, Terry Lubbock and Tom Hennigan on seven. Round 22 was won by Jeff Stelling on 16. Uh, Kevin Jewell still has the league. Uh, fantasy football, Kev. How, how did fantasy football go this, this week? I'm absolutely shocking, absolute shit show. I'm, I've got uh, 15 points on my bench and oh, only 34 in my team. It's, there's a lot of um, a lot of sticks about. Yeah, um, same there. Yeah, 
Wilson, Trussell, Cancelo. Yeah, that Man City loss on that blue didn't help things. Uh, I'm still miraculously top of our podcasters league. Um, so I think if it helps, Kev, I think everybody had a shocker. I mean, you look at the players like Haaland and De Bruyne and Jesus. It didn't help that Man City lost. Yeah, not at all. Um, in fact, uh, Lucy Hynek has been displaced at the top of our In That Number podcast big league. Uh, Martin Aileen Allen, uh, yeah, he ships up into first place with 948 points. Chris Ambridge's Ambazinho is in second. Lucy Highlight in third on 140 points. Still quite close. Superb. I'm uh, 40. No, that's all right. I don't, we don't care where I am. It's fine. Um, where am I? Do you want to where am I this week? Or you're not feeling it? Yeah, go on then. Okay, you're feeling it. Remember, free guests on the first clue. Right, okay, clue one for five points. This stadium is located 273 miles from St. Mary's. Just be, I mean, there's so many teams out there in that, in that band. It's going to be in the Lancashire, Yorkshire. Yeah, this is why it's band. a free guess. And you, you get, I, I'm, I'm trying to encourage you to have a guess. Um, are you in Grimsby? No, I am not. Good guess. Um, clue two for four points. I am in the county of Lancashire. I'm not going to guess. <laughs> no, still too much. Uh, clue three for three points. Currently competing in League Two. This is a seaside town. Um, God, there's a couple, isn't there? I'm going to guess anyway. Oh, OK. Um, are you in Morecambe? I am in Morecambe. Yes. Well done. Good stuff. Um, yeah, clue four for two points was has a rivalry with Accrington Stanley. Uh, and clue five... Oh. Nicknamed the Shrimpers due to their local cuisine with a capacity of six and a half thousand. I am in Morecambe Stadium. In uh, the Captain Birdseye Stadium. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, it's actually the Globe Arena, but for sponsorship reasons, it's the Mazuma Stadium. Sponsored by our goalkeeper. Nice. No, not Bazunu. Mazuma. Ah. <laughs> Place. Um, just before we go, Kevin, uh, d- did you did you see the the, the tweets uh, regarding our pigeon? Oh yeah, the naming ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Did, was there any that you particularly liked? Because we got quite we got quite a few comments on it. And um, I liked uh, Cuckoo Martina. Cuckoo. That was your one, wasn't it? No, mine was. Uh, and there was Ron Ron Cooman as well. Oh God, yes, Cooman. Yeah. Uh, God, I went for the Kushan and Talich. Yes. Um, my, oh, just pigeon pigeon face made me laugh. <laughs> Jason Pigeon. Matt LePigier. Uh, that was all right. Itchy, Perry. Um, Ken Moncou. Ian Dovey was one of yours as well. Yeah. Graziano Polo. Not strictly a pigeon. It's <laughs> <laughs> chickens. Huh? Yeah, it's a chicken, yeah. Graziano Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're uh, missing the point. Then. Yeah. Gooley de Prado. Uh, Hang on. There's another one that was, that was a good... Uh, Patricia the Pigeon? Ali Dia? <laughs> so, <laughs> someone said number nine. <laughs> right. Oh, Jim Pajilton. Yes. Yeah, Jim Pajilton was one of my favourites. We've had some good ones. A couple of people have said Ralph. Uh, mm. Papa Wago, because he's always offside. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, this is it for a while, uh, because, you know, we're taking a break and getting World Cup ready, aren't we, Kevin? Uh, yes. Um, but I mean, we, we we may have a special World Cup one uh, to bring in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, all that's left to say is, is thank you once again to Tom Deacon for his time. Um, and let's get behind Nathan Jones. May not have been everyone's first choice, but, you know, he has done some wonderful things with Luton and we have to give him give him a chance. 
I mean, there's still plenty of time for him to turn things around. So, so yeah, good luck to England as well in the in the World Cup. Uh, let's hope we can go one better than we did in the Euros. So, uh, yes, Kevin, you talk now. Yeah, just um, yeah, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Okay, uh, so until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.